0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kids Matter podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love kidmen, and we wanna give you the tools to succeed. Now, here's your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones.
1: Hey, friends, it's Ryan Frank, and welcome to the Kids Matter podcast. Today's a special edition of the podcast. You only get me. My amazing co-host, Corey Jones, is traveling this week, and I told him instead of, jumping on zoom with me and recording a podcast i want you to enjoy your family and so it's just me one host ryan frank with a little bit of a different format i'm going to tell you about that in just a moment hey can you believe we are already in the middle of november 2020 is coming to an end what a year it has been but let me tell you you are making a difference I'm so proud of this community, how you have stepped up to the plate. You are giving it your all. You are leaning in on the Lord. You are loving those kids and those families. You're ministering in ways that you've never ministered before. So if nobody's told you this lately, hear it from Ryan Frank today on the Kids Matter podcast, that you are making a difference. And what you do matters. It matters to those kids you serve. It matters to their families. It matters to your church, it matters to your pastor, and we know it matters to the Lord. I believe with all of my heart that children's ministry is close to the heart of the Lord. And so don't lose heart, don't be discouraged, God is on the throne. Thank you so much for your support of the Kids Matter podcast, thank you for tuning in every week. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who makes this possible, Andy who produces the show, Corey Jones, our co-host, and everyone else on the Kids Matter team that makes the Kids Matter podcast possible. Hey, if you've not been to kidsmatter.com in a while, be sure to go check it out. We have a ton of resources to help you as you end 2020. In fact, we have a special deal right now where if you drop 10 Christmas downloads into your cart, it automatically takes 50% off the price. So it's a great deal to get stocked up on worship videos, on countdown timers, on curriculum, on games to help you through the month of December. And a lot of this stuff is more winter themed than Christmas themed. So you can continue using it in January and February. Go to kidsmatter.com and you'll see a big banner at the top of the webpage telling you about our Christmas store. Where again, if you drop 10 Christmas downloads in your cart, automatically it takes 50% off the price. Now, today we have a special guest. I'm actually going to replay. An interview that I had last week. I shot this interview for the Kids Matter podcast. You're going to meet a young lady. Her name is Arena. Arena was the recipient of a shoebox, an Operation Christmas Child shoebox. I wish I could tell you her story. It's a great story. I'm going to let her share that story with you in just a moment. Let me remind you that as I record this podcast, and as we air it, we are in the middle of collection week for Operation Christmas Child, when you can pack a shoebox and bring good news and great joy to children all around the world. At Kids Matter, we love the ministry of Samaritan's Purse. We love what they are doing to partner with churches all around the world and to make a difference and the lives of kids, one at a time. So it is National Collection Week. There are all kinds of places where you can drop your shoeboxes off. Just go to SamaritansPurse.org to get more information. Again, it's Collection Week, November 16th through the 23rd. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to air for you the interview that I had with Arena just a few days ago. I hope that you enjoy Hey friends, it's Ryan and I'm joined by Arena from Boone, North Carolina or South Carolina?
0: North Carolina.
1: North Carolina. Okay. North Carolina. Good morning, Arena. How are you?
0: Doing well. Thank you. It's a privilege to be with you this morning.
1: Well, thank you. I've been looking forward to this interview and I'm looking forward to you sharing your story with all the children's pastors and ministry leaders that are watching or listening today. So thanks for being with me. Um, Irina, you were were born and you grew up in the Soviet Union. Tell us what that was like.
0: Well, I was born uh, in 1989, right after the fall of the Soviet Union. And the country that I was living in uh, was, of course, affected by that. And my parents were addicted to alcohol just like the rest of the or a lot of the people Mm -hmm. that were um, part of that community in the country at large. And unfortunately, that provided a whole other set of problems to our upbringing. And uh, we were very poor to begin with. Uh, But also when my dad would be in this sort of uh, environment, you know, with the alcohol, he would become abusive and violent. And so he was in and out of our home because he would constantly get arrested. And that was a challenge. But one night, um, my mom left me and my sister at home alone. And she left and said she'll come back, but she never returned. And actually to this very day, I don't know what happened to her.
1: How old were you when this happened?
0: I was about four and a half.
1: Okay. Wow. So you and your sister find yourself. Mom's not there. Um, What happens next?
0: Well, uh, we told our neighbors and then they called around, uh, I suppose, and someone came to get us. And I remember the snow was melting as we walked across these fields. We didn't even have proper roads, so we just walked for a long time. And finally, I asked, where are we going? And this person said, I'm going to take you to a really fun place where you get to meet lots of children. And uh, basically it was going to be an orphanage. So I was really excited to meet those kids. And I was looking forward to one day my parents coming back to get me. But in the meantime, I thought I was going to have lots of fun, but it wasn't all that, of course, um, because there was a whole nother set of issues with the caregivers who were at times um, just, just mean to us and abusive and that kind of thing, yeah. and uh, it just breaks my heart that the leadership there just turned a blind eye to the things that were going on. But that went on for some time uh, until I was transferred from that orphanage to a different orphanage within the same area, and at that time I was about six years old.
1: Okay, so you um, were you were sent to live in an orphanage transition to another orphanage now by the way have you ever have you had the opportunity as an adult to go back and visit either of those
0: orphanages I have have you I did did. my husband and I went back in 2016 by God's grace Um, we felt really strongly led to to go back and and help the orphanage Um, And it was, it was such a blessing for us to be able to do that. And it was the second orphanage is where I received the Operation Christmas Child shoebox. The first orphanage has been actually shut down. Um, Yes. So a part of me is kind of glad that that happened so that the abuse did not continue.
1: What was that like when you walked into that second orphanage? Was it a weird feeling or was it? Were you so young that it's like so long ago, you didn't really have very many feelings or what was that like?
0: Well, I had a lot of feelings because I left the orphanage when I was almost 13.
1: So. Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah. So I that was my childhood was in this place. And I was so shocked that it looked the same.
1: Did it really?
0: <laughs> yeah, it smelled the same. Did it? The food was the same.
1: <laughs> it really like the smell and everything it like came back to you.
0: It did, yes. So
1: you're 13 years old or or 12 or whatever and you receive a shoebox. Tell us about that.
0: Well, it started out as an ordinary school day and we had no idea that that shoeboxes were coming or anything was coming. Mm -hmm. It was just day after day living in an orphanage. Then we were told that there's going to be a special event so everybody go to the gym. So, of course, I was excited and I ran over to the gym but then I Stopped when I saw this huge pile of boxes, mm. you know, that were beautifully wrapped in Christmas paper, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, "Is that for us?" I couldn't really, you know, I was like resisting the excitement, even because we've never seen anything like that, and I didn't want to get my hopes up and then crushed. Um, and so I waited until I heard what was actually going on that day, mm. and they said that yes, today each and every one of us is going to receive a special gift. Mm -hmm. And not only that, that actually there's a greater gift that they're going to introduce us to, which was uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior. So Mm -hmm. the day could not have gotten better. It was absolutely a highlight of my childhood and it just changed the rest of my life from then on forward.
1: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Beth and I, my wife Beth and I were able to go with Operation Christmas Child to Peru, South America, earlier in the year, and experienced firsthand, really for the first time, seeing kids open these shoe boxes. And I think um, I think one of the one of our big takeaways, and one thing we really didn't fully understand about the ministry of Operation Christmas Child, was just what a tool this is for a church and ministry to share the gospel and to do outreach and. And the gospel is definitely given with that shoebox, isn't it? And you heard the gospel that day.
0: I um, did. Yes, absolutely. I remember the, the words till this day because it made such an impact on me. But I think the reason is because God began to prepare my heart. And that's just a supernatural thing. I, at that time, I was beginning to wonder, who am I? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? And why are all these people doing the things they're doing? What is the reason for life in general? And there's kind of questions that I've asked a couple of caregivers, but they were not able to give me the answer that I was looking for, you know, the real meaning and purpose of my life. Mm -hmm. Well, when we received the shoeboxes, we heard the message that said that there is a God who created this whole world and he is behind making every individual person for a specific plan and they said that we can call him our father because he made us and he sent his son jesus from heaven to earth to show us the way back to the father as in he's inviting us to be part of his family Uh and i thought wow that means god is the god of adoption Mm. and that has been a dream of mine was to hear good news like that that someone loves me enough that they would take me into their family. But I had no idea that there was someone who's willing to take me not only for growing up years, but moving forward to the rest of my life and to eternity. That is just more than I could have ever asked or have imagined to ask. So it meant a lot to me, especially uh, when they said that each and every one of us are weighed down with burdens and, you know, pain from the past or fear of the future or something that we've done wrong that continues to bother us and weigh mm-hmm. us down everywhere we go. And they said, the reason it's so heavy is because we were never meant to carry those burdens of sin. It is uh, not what we were created for, but Jesus made a way for all of us to be set free. Mm-hmm. And he is strong enough to carry all of those burdens. And we can just give all of that over to him, which I did. Immediately, I it just resonated with me, Mm -hmm. so I immediately went for it. And the scripture that I really uh, go back to as I process this is uh, the truth will set you free. Mm. I think that's what happened that day.
1: Yeah, you gave your life to Christ, and then, um, then you had another miracle. Um, tell us about your adoption story.
0: Well, God was revealing Himself to me as this God of adoption, and I began to ponder that and I realized. He's the one I need to talk to about this dream of being adopted. And so I did. I asked him for a family. I said, specifically, I want a family that knows about you so they could teach us more. Because I was beginning to see myself as someone who would share the good news with others. Um, So I, I really wanted to learn more and more about God. It was like this hunger and thirst that I had that I really wanted satisfied And it was like the worldly side, I want a family. And then the spiritual side, I I just want more of God where I couldn't get it here. Mm -hmm. And so just a couple of years later, in 2002, Mm. my sister and I were both adopted to Mm. a Christian family in Florence, South Carolina. Mm. So I praise God for that wonderful miracle that just completely changed my life.
1: Man, I love that. So tell us about your relationship with Operation Christmas Child today. You have the opportunity to, to speak like this to, to people and share your story, um, and, and I'm sure you are just championing Operation Christmas Child whenever you can and the work that they're doing to share the gospel and make a difference.
0: By God's grace, I have. Um, uh, well, actually, my 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 church initially where mm-hmm. I went uh, did not um, have Operation Christmas Child as one of their programs that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later on, a few years later, I came across this ministry. They said all you do is take a shoebox and you fill it with hygiene items, school supplies, and toys. And it goes all around the world to children who have not heard the gospel. And I thought, wow, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> and so I, I told the volunteer um, you know, that, oh, I, I received one of those shoe boxes. I'm really sure of it. And I told her my story and she said, honey, come with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> the rest was history. Yeah. They asked, if, yeah, if I could share my story with the local churches. And then shortly thereafter, um, the Speakers Bureau was formed where several other children have been discovered who are now living in America who have received shoeboxes. And now we have a, a team of folks uh, who who share on behalf of the ministry. But full-time, I stay home with my three-year-old son. And whenever I, I have the opportunity to share what God has done, I'm just so thrilled mm-hmm. because I feel like it's, it's the least that I can do after oh, everything. Yes. Yeah, he's done it. for
1: me. Mm-hmm. Arena, final question: If you could tell the children's ministry community, these children's pastors, youth pastors that are listening to this today, if you could just share one word of encouragement with them today, what would you tell them?
0: Well, God is doing amazing things around the world, and He is offering the gospel, um, the gospel message, and the salvation to others. And we have the privilege to be a part of that. And what I've been thinking about recently is that that day will come to an end. I mean, that offer will no longer be available. And, um, you know, it's, it's our privilege and opportunity to be a part of it for as long as it lasts. And so, I just also want to say thank you to all of you for your efforts on behalf of all of the children around the world who have been able to hear the gospel. There are children who are today thinking, who am I? Why am I here? Just like I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have the royal privilege to answer their question and be the solution to someone else's problem. There is no greater joy on earth than that.
1: I love it. Friends, um, you hear me talk a lot about Operation Christmas Child, and I hope that you and your family and you and your church, your ministry, you are packing shoeboxes and praying over those shoeboxes as they go around the globe. Um, thank you, Arena, for sharing with us. Um, they say that every shoebox has a story, and you've heard a great story today. Arena, um, thanks so much. Wasn't that a great interview? Listen, every time you pack a shoebox and you pray over that shoebox, um, you know what? I believe that as it is given to a child with the message of the gospel, that that shoebox is going to make a big difference. I want to give a big thank you to Samaritan's Purse for being such wonderful ministry partners of Kids Matter. Thank you, Arena, for taking time to do this interview with me. And thank each of you for doing your part. There's still time to fill a shoebox. Go to SamaritansPurse.org to get all the information. Friends, we'll be back next week for another episode of the Kids Matter podcast. We'll return, Lord willing, to our normal format with Corey Jones and myself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Talk to you next time.